Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. It's the first episode of season three, and I spoke to content creator and comedian Tova Lee, who's written a book all about life after 40. We deep dived into social media and how we portray our lives on it, as well as balancing life as a working mum. We chat about freelancing once you've turned 40, and how the things we've done in other parts of our work lives are often essentials in a new work life, and how being assertive is an essential freelance skill. Little warning, there's a little bit of swearing in this one. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I am chatting to Tova Lee. Hi Tova, how are you doing? I'm really good. How are you? Thank you I'm for having well. me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. I'm, I'm smiling already as we sit and talk because <laughs> I... I mean, no pressure, but I'm expecting this to be very funny because you're a very funny lady <laughs> in your book and on your on your podcast and on your Instagram stories. So I'm hoping that we're going to have a really good giggle. But um, would you like to tell everybody what your freelance is? I know you have a you'll have many different strings to your bow. Tell us all what it is you do. And, <laughs> and uh, oh God, I guess I am a content creator. Mm. So I create content actually, but not like in the annoying way that everybody's using it now, but really like, uh, so I'm a performer mm-hmm. uh, and I trained as an actress and I've recently written a book and I do silly videos of me in the garden in my knickers with my husband, yeah. Mike. <laughs> uh, so really it's like, it's hard. It's like, what's your job description? Very hard to describe it. But uh, I say content creator is probably the best way of putting it. And would you call yourself an influencer? Cause you have a huge no, following, but not does that word all. stick for you? I don't think I can influence anyone. Like my kids don't even listen to me. So I don't even understand that term is like so beyond me. Yeah. Uh, no, I think influencer, I don't even know what that means. Who is an influencer? Mm. I don't know. Um, but no, I think I, you know, I, I, I create content. I studied, I mean, you know, I've learned how to edit and I have done script writing and I trained as an actress and all these things make into a content creator rather than a <laughs> influencer. Yeah. I just, I just feel really pressured to be holding a bottle of Coca-Cola and to help people to drink it, you know, when they yeah. call me an influencer. So, you know, do you get that's not really what that, I do. Though, because of your following, do people come to you yeah. and say, oh, great. Well, you know, you, you talk a lot about your mum life and your life as a yeah. woman after 40 please will you hold up this I don't know bottle I of think that YouTube though YouTube. if you I think that if you have like a big following on social media it's part of the job like people do come to you with brands do come mm-hmm. but I've been so lucky because I've really had the choice to sort of uh, choose the people I wanted to work with and really do long-term partnerships I mm-hmm. don't really like the ad hoc type of partnerships like you it's very rare that you'll just see me in my story going and this the cream is from I just don't do that like I don't think anybody believes it I don't think it's interesting content so yeah the partnerships I've had have been very long term with brands that I use and I love and that I was able to also create content for them that was not so addy but actually fun and funny and in line with everything else that I do. And I think that's why people respond to it so much better, you know? And what does yeah. freelance feels mean to you? I mean, do you consider yourself self-employed? Does that feel a bit like businessy when you're someone who does really creative content? Or what do you feel the challenges and ups and downs of self-employed life? Does that First of all, the, the main challenge for me is because I work from home. So like anybody who works from home, you know that working from home comes with, comes with perks, but it also comes with like a whole set of other challenges. You know, it's so hard to not get a 
carried away with like the stuff, you know, the housework and you see like the stuff around the house and you're like, <laughs> oh, I'll just do this real quick. And yeah. exactly. And like, before you know it, you're doing all that. Uh, but to answer your question, I'm totally self-employed. This is 100% a business. And I think that a lot for a lot of people who see some creators online, it looks like a really fun job that's super easy. And all you've done is worn a, you're wearing a wig and you're prancing around in the garden. And that's like fun and easy. What's the problem? But there's so much that goes into it mm-hmm. from behind the scenes that people don't, uh, they don't understand. They don't, because you don't, you, they don't see it. They don't see yeah. the process. So to answer your question, yeah, of course it's a the business and I have people who work for me. I don't do it all alone because again, that would be insane. So <laughs> you're a fan of outsourcing. Yeah. Totally. Oh my God. Whatever you don't have to do, but that's by, by the way, any aspect of your life. Mm. Like uh, I applied that on motherhood, by the way. But it's true. Certain aspects of motherhood, oh you you're bet your ass I haven't outsourced work. I don't understand. Like, by the way, this, the, my whole blog and the page and everything started from motherhood yes. and from this kind of like, I can't do it anymore. It's so hard. I'm struggling. Like, and I'm the only one failing. Everybody finds it so easy. Mm-hmm. It's just me, all of that. And in all of that, I discovered that I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. And one of the things I was pressuring myself was to do it all. Yeah. To be there, to do it, to do the school runs, to do the cooking, to do the little. I was like, I was like, if I'm not doing all of it, and by the end of the day, shaking in a corner, like about to have a heart attack, then am I even a mother? Isn't that what a mother is supposed to look like about to have a nervous breakdown at the end of every single day? You know, like, isn't that what moms are supposed to be? And I one day realized that it wasn't, and that it was just like a story I was telling myself. So outsourcing parts of that job was 100% part of the journey. You know, like uh, my kids don't really care who peels their potatoes as long as the potatoes are peeled, you know? So, mm. so for me, that was a massive revelation. And yeah, I apply that rule on all aspects of my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> you call it, don't you, in the book, it all starts with where you have what you call the crisis. You know, you're turning yeah. 40, um, you, you have a health scare. There's this sort of idea of like becoming a mum and then things just changing forever and suddenly you have to put old you aside and now you're mum you. Yeah. And then you sort of reach this point where you were like, well, hold on a minute. No, I don't. Where's old me? Like, I want to feel all those things I was feeling and I still want to be a really active in my career. And, and you called a lot of that a crisis, didn't you? And that then triggered you into a new stage of, of everything. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like the health scare, uh, which ended up being, I was okay and I was very lucky, it was fine. But that moment where I had that, you know, those few weeks, few months that I was still kind of back and forth with where is this going to go was really a kick up the ass that I needed. But I think it was brewing in me for a while before, you know, I think it was, I had three children in the space of two years. Mm -hmm. And I think for women becoming mothers is so life-changing and it you don't have to have like traumatic births for it to be life-changing <laughs> you don't have to have like really hard postpartum depression or any like things that are like that extra struggle for it to be life-changing it just is so many women it changes everything about their careers and about relationships and about our relationships with our bodies and so many things and this doesn't take away by the way from how wonderful it is to be a mom of course you know uh but it, all these things so it was brewing for a very very long time mm. and that health scare i just feel was that kick up the ass that i needed to sort of wake up and go right 
I've put so many aspects of my life on hold mm. and it felt like that was what I was supposed to do. I went out on a journey, yeah. sort of kind of like reclaim those areas and rediscover them. And that's kind of what the book is about. So you, you're really open on social media, which I love and relate to because I try to be as well. And you, like you say, you know, you dance in the garden in your pants and you did a really brilliant stories at the beginning of lockdown where you were going through the fridge and like, what the hell have we got to eat? How does it feel to live your life out on social media? Like, do you, do you feel like that really brings a good energy to your work? Is that something really positive? It's so funny because, uh, again, I don't see myself do that at all, actually. I think that uh, social media is very interesting. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Same. There's a lot of things that I really hate about social media. What I do love is the interaction with the people that are out there and that follow me. And I did a tour recently. I went on tour with mm. a book. I don't think we mentioned the name of the book, by the no, way. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> It's uh, fucked yeah, at 40. I have it here with me. So fucked at 40. So I did a one woman show that was based on the book. It was also called Fucked at 40. And it was amazing to be able to go out and actually meet in person mm. the people who, uh, had been fo who are following me and who I chat to sometimes on DMs. But I don't feel like I live my life on social media. And I actually don't think anybody does. Even people who are far more, um, they follow their days and you kind of like see every five seconds what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. which I don't think I do but like even those people at the end of the day they share what they want to share you get to glimpse into somebody's life but you don't really see their life I use social media as a tool to open up conversations about things that I think we should be talking about more openly so a lot of the times it looks like my social media is very revealing only because of the topics I choose to talk about mm -hmm. but I don't uh, follow my children around with what they're doing all day and you don't see me 24 or seven because to be honest I don't think it will be interesting content and going back to the beginning of the conversation I see myself as a content creator so when I put content out I really do want it to be engaging and interesting and thought-provoking or funny but mm -hmm. to have a point to it like I don't just put it out there for absolutely no reason like that's very rare so um so yeah, so I'm sure there are other people whose approach is similar to mine, but like that's how I see it, basically, the social media thing. I know exactly what you mean. There are times when I absolutely love it and I love being on it. And then there are other times when something, and it's usually me perceiving what someone else is doing. So I see what they've uploaded and I think, oh, they're having a much better life. Oh, and so's got a book deal. And I don't know if you do this, but whenever I see someone gets a book deal, I always stop myself and I go, I had a book deal. I wrote a book. Like I almost have to remind myself that I've done the thing I'm jealous of. Do you find that yeah. as well? <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. And yeah. also I think it's a very deceiving world because it does look, when you look at other people, I get that as well. Mm. And you think, oh, what, that just came to them. They didn't work hard for that. You know, like yeah. I bust my butt, like my balls, like for five years and I don't know. And then you think, but when people look at me, they probably get the same impression. They probably think, well, she didn't work hard for that. Like, cause they don't, you don't see all the hard work. You don't see all the hours and days that you put into things behind the scenes. Even if you, it's not that you're trying to hide them, by the way. It's just, like I said, it wouldn't really make that interesting content. Yeah. <laughs> people just saw me for two years writing my book, like going, this is shit. Delete. <laughs> delete delete you know like so you don't see that so what you see somebody going i got a book deal and then six months later here's my book and you go oh my god i can't believe that it was so easy you know <laughs> it's We've a bit like fooled. when you're pregnant 
and yes. you've had like the, her, the most horrendous pregnancy and somebody sees you at the end. Oh my God. Wow. That was like the shortest pregnancy ever. And you just want to kill them you know, <laughs> for saying that you're like, talk to my hemorrhoids, say that to my hemorrhoids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> talk know? to my sleepless nights. And then how's it all going with motherhood work and being in lockdown? Like, are you trying to do the homeschooling thing as well? As we're talking, it's early May. I'm keep on dropping that into chats now. So if people listen in the future, the ha- hopefully happy future they'll know when we were talking but are you doing the homeschool thing as well as trying to be a businesswoman well first of all uh, both Mike and I are self-employed and we both work from home and the nature of his work is that at the moment he doesn't have any work and the nature of my work is that I still do so he's taken on board the homeschooling and to be honest he's with the kids during the mornings when I'm working mm-hmm. and then I do some homeschooling in the afternoon but to be honest our approach is very very relaxed when it comes to homeschooling I don't think we are really going to be able to ever replace teachers in schools. And not to mention the fact that, you know, at least one of us, thankfully, is still working. So it's not realistic. So we're doing as much as we can. And I think that's going to be fine. They're going to figure it out when they go back to school. But my kids are all so young. I think if you have children that are maybe a little bit older and they have exams coming up, Mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of pressure for you to kind of be on their case a bit more but then hopefully they're independent and they can just do it themselves <laughs> yeah and let's chat about freelancing in your 40s because I, I I really relate to kind of like the I didn't have a crisis at 40 I, I didn't have sort of an emotional crisis but the idea of turning 40 and I guess the expectations of yourself and where you're supposed to be yeah. at in life and I mean do you find that you're more focused on work as you get older that it's easier because I don't know in your 40s you're less of a people pleaser maybe I don't know that you always yeah, seem like your tax totally. weren't ever a people pleaser, but <laughs> I don't know. No, but, no, no, yeah. no. I t- totally. I think it's very true. I think, uh, again, I could only talk from a female perspective as well, but like, I think that it has something to do with being women as well. Uh, mm. For me personally, I felt like uh, my, my entire sort of uh, young, like, when I was younger, it was very much about fitting the mold and how women are supposed to be and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I think that uh, yeah. a lot of that went out the window in my 40s. I really do love getting old. I, older. I feel like mm. uh, women do get better with age for the fact. It's not that we get smarter or get whatever because we've always, we, we're always smart, but like there's something about age for aging for women that sets you free. from this notion of having to be cute or having to be likable or having to be whatever it is that you're trying to be like and you just go actually I don't really care anymore I'm just going to be myself so I love women who embrace that you can do it in many aspects like it could be again body and sort of accepting your body and realizing that actually it's fantastic and no matter what size it is and what shape it is and how droopy your boobs are and mine literally are on the floor so like who cares and then um other aspects can be work you know I used to kind of almost like feel embarrassed I used to be an attorney before I became an actress so yeah I practiced law for a couple of years in Israel so I'm quite good with negotiation quite good with money and I'm good with contracts but I always felt like the need to somehow hide that I don't know why like you know like the whole idea of playing dumb a little bit like you play you play you play yourself down a little bit and I just like this year kind of went why am I doing that it's like the most stupid thing I have this amazing 
different set of skills, actually very capable of looking at contracts. It's part of my previous life. Uh, and just because I am a comedian or people see me as like somebody who's creative doesn't mean that I have to hide this part of me, you know, like, so I kind of embraced it more and just, it's just, I guess, seeing yourself more as a whole rather than, you know, um, not like a whole, like a, a whole. <laughs> yeah. you know, a complete thing. Not on a weekday. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I would say definitely with business, with every, every aspect of our lives. I was chatting to somebody yesterday and we were talking about moving from like one freelance to another. And I was sort of saying, well, you have to leave one thing behind. And then they were saying, well, no, you, you have to yeah. take former you with you if you want to be future yeah. you because yeah future you needed you to know how to look at contracts that's so very very totally true. said i'm never going to ever think about being an attorney again and ditch everything i learned you ditch a really Actually, part of your life and it's yeah. very interesting that you said that because that's another uh thing i talk a lot about in the book is that notion that we have that you have to really choose mm. who you are or what you are. Like, are you a businesswoman or are you a mother or are you a, I don't know, a wife or are you, it's very black and white. And sometimes the reason is because we feel that certain things contradict each other so they can't live together. But I've actually found that that's bullshit mm. and that actually you can and you are way more than just one thing at any given time. And also you are, probably a few things that do contradict each other because the whole idea of they're not you not having any contradictions is insane you know like we're dynamic people you could be you know you could you could 100% have all these contradictions live inside you at the same time and it still make total sense you know and it's the whole notion when it comes to women the the mother the slut the wife the mm. the saint you know that those different parts that we play but really all of us have a bit of all of those characters in us and i sort of realized it was very freeing actually when i realized mm. i didn't have to choose yes. and i could just be all of them you know and whoever thought that that was a problem they had the problem not me <laughs> yeah. yeah anyone who wants to pigeonhole you, you know? not in your yeah. topic, get them out definitely exactly that really relates for like self-employed life as well because people talk so much now about having side hustles and you know all yeah. the like we said at the beginning like for want of a better word strings to your bow someone said to me recently fingers in pies and then somebody else said when they heard her say that oh it's a good thing to have lots of fingers in lots of pies and and myself and the other lady were like yeah like put your fingers in all the pies, like <laughs> diversify. But that's, that's the thing, isn't it? You can't just say, well, you are a content creator, but then not a comedian, not a performer. Cause, cause you need to be all the freelance things to be, to be a powerful yeah. business in a way, don't you? Just like you do in, in yeah. life, you can pick and choose. Yeah. Cause you talk in the book about working out who we are in the world. And that's a big thing. I think at the moment for people as well, they might be redressing what they're doing with their career and their life as they sit yeah. at home with too much time on their hands to think about these things. Totally. I think this is 100% for me, like, for example, I feel like, it, I mean, I haven't stopped, which I'm sure when all of this ends, I'll regret and I'll look back and I'll see, oh, this was a great opportunity to stop and just like stop. But at the same time, for financial reasons, I didn't feel like I could or should stop because mm -hmm. again, like we were too freelance and like I still have work and he doesn't. So of course I have to provide, but like also I love working. Mm. I love working. And again, a thing that I used to feel guilt to admit, but I think even despite the fact that I have been busy and I haven't really stopped, it has been a time to 
reevaluate like some things and suddenly look at a bigger picture and suddenly look at it's a bit like that health scare I had it made me look at my life and really ask questions and I think this whole period because it's been so it's made a lot of people think about their own mortality you know it's made us suddenly think about like you know, what's our long-term plan? Like what's happening, you know? And also realize, wow, life is so fragile. Things can change from today to tomorrow. You never, you never in a million years would have predicted this six no. months ago. Oh my you God. Know? If, if only, yeah. yeah, I'm glad we could. It's, I'm glad you can't see the future because we'd all be screwed, wouldn't yeah. we? We could see what But I think for freelancers, it's really mm. hard. I think people who are freelance have something very special and unique about their personality because it's not for everybody. The fact you have to be somebody that's quite brave, I think, and somebody who is a risk taker and somebody who, you know, because listen, everybody likes security. I would like to know and to have like a sense of security, which you don't have in a job as a freelance. But then on the other hand, I think it's people that are visionaries and have ideas and don't necessarily want to be pigeonholed in boxes. It's a very specific type of person, you know, that goes into like freelance because really it's not for everyone. I've been freelance most of my adult life, if I'm being honest, because apart from my years as a lawyer back in Israel, which were before I was even 30 since the age of 30 I've been a freelance so that's like over 14 years now yeah um, I couldn't I couldn't go back to a job now like in a in a I was thinking you imagine going back to the nine to no. five I bet not no, yeah I could no I really couldn't I'll be interested to yeah. see how many people decide to make a leap and it's only something we'll probably know in about a year when someone does a survey about it but how many people are in this time thinking, oh, do you know what? I don't want to go back to my job. Like, I like this whole working from home a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start that business I was planning and all of that. I really hope I they know. do. I think that, uh, yeah, but I think also it proved that actually flexible hours and working remotely totally works and is doable in many, many uh, sectors and, and, and uh, industries. I don't know what's going to happen after, but, uh, you know, hopefully you know, hopefully more people will be allowed and able to work from home because why wouldn't they? It's such a, it's a, it's a great lifestyle. Although again, it's not for everybody because mm-hmm. I do know a lot of people that enjoy going out to work, yeah. leaving home in the morning, getting dressed, seeing other people. It could be, it could get very lonely, but I, I don't mind that to be honest. I've never really liked the idea of having to travel somewhere to do something because it's such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why do I need to commute for two hours a day? Like that's two hours of my day that I could have been doing something. I just don't like that idea by itself. It's not for me. No. <laughs> I relate. It's funny. Yeah. I, I like so sometimes I do a lot of in-house work at magazines. So I'll go in for like, say, three weeks or something to cover someone's sabbatical or something like that. And I enjoy the commute then. But I think it's because I know it's not forever. Like, I think there's a yes. difference between going in for a project or a contract and knowing that you're traveling that day every day for the next, what, 30 years or something. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. In the book, there's something that really spoke to me. And it's that you said that, that somebody might think you were opinionated and non-conforming. And that that might be seen as a negative. But actually, I was like, yes, these things aren't negatives, like non-conforming, bring it on, being a, <laughs> being a pain to people and to, you know, badgering people until they want to collaborate, bring it on. And I just wanted to get you to reflect on that as we finish up sort of chatting about maybe to encourage people to be the same. Do you feel like that's a great thing to be 
opinionated and non-conforming is that a real driver as a freelancer for you um yeah I mean I think uh I was referred to at some point as relentless Mm. and actually that was a different part because I think especially when you're a freelance nobody's going to open the doors for you Mm -hmm. it's not like you've got a nine-to-five job you come into a company and they have all the resources they're just there for you they've got systems in place they've got connections that they've established and you step into a job and that's not to say that you don't have a lot of things to do of course you do and like a lot of jobs are very very demanding but I think that as a freelancer I set it all up there was nothing you made something out of nothing and Mm -hmm. in order to do that I think you have to be very very pushy you have to be to get out and go you have to be prepared and willing to get no to to be told no a million times before somebody says yes and it could be very very soul destroying and very uh yeah disappointing and upsetting and all those type of things but you have to be relentless (laughs) to get over it because otherwise you're just going to kind of like, oh, well, okay, well, this didn't work out. And if I had listened to everybody who said no to me, and most people still say no to me, I would have never, you know, done what I'm doing now, which is amazing. And never in a million years did I think I'd get a book deal. And never in a million years did I think I would be working with the brands that I'm working or have a one woman show or go on tour and all these things. And even just be able to monetize on doing something that I honestly love. So when people say that to me and they throw the those words to me, I do take it as a compliment because Mm. I know that those were the things that got me where I am today. And it wasn't, it it wasn't other things. At the same time, I think it's very important to be a nice person, but you're either a nice person or you're not. I think it's important to make connections and network and also make friendships and, uh, and have like a, even though like you're a freelance and you're working alone, there's a lot of people that I collaborate with regularly, other creators. I have an amazing network of supportive friends who are in the same business, who we help each other out. And I think that's so important. Yeah. So, you know, you're sort of your own island, but you also have to have like other people that you support and that support you and that can help you out when you need that help. It's so important to do that as well. So yeah, so I, t- I totally take it as a compliment. Opinionated is thrown a lot. Again, again, I think at women. Mm-hmm. as a negative yeah but what how could you own your own business and not have opinions i <laughs> yeah. just don't understand how how that would ever work and i yeah. can't to hear anybody describe a man as opinionated mm-hmm. like people normally describe men as assertive that's a lovely word like i'd like to be described as assertive because yeah. i think i am assertive and in that comes opinionated and comes brave and other things that i could think of but do you know what i mean so yeah totally yeah, yeah. i love that well, thank you. <laughs> Over so much. Do you like to tell people how they can find you either on social or the website or where they can buy the book? Um, tell us all about sure. ways they can connect with what you're doing. And so find the, the, book is, the book is called Fucked at 40 and can be found uh, anywhere. Amazon worldwide. It's also on Waterstones and it's on my website, totally.com forward slash book. It's also available as an audio book on Audible Ooh. and also as a Kindle version. And I am on all the social medias, so totally. Uh, just Google totally and you'll find me. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me. I wish you well. And have a lovely rest of the day. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Jenny.
thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment to rate and review it. I would be super grateful. If you'd like to find out more about Freelance Feels, it's at freelance underscore feels on Twitter and Instagram, freelancefeels.com online, and there's now a Freelance Feels newsletter at freelancefeels.substack.com. See you again soon.